Welcome to Choosing Leadership and this is another episode of the Investor's Lens series with your host Somit Gupta. This series will look at leadership from the point of view of an investor or a VC. In each episode of this series we will explore what traits, behaviors or red flags investors see in their founders that they work with and how founders evolve over time as they grow and become better leaders. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to create organizations where people get to do the work of their lives. Together let us do our bit to create a world where all of us can show up as leaders. With that let us get started. Francisco is the managing partner at Grow Venture Partners and the author of Meaningful Entrepreneurship. He enjoys helping founders create and grow their companies especially in their early stages. In the interview we talk about how there is a need for meaning for every person and how a startup can become a vehicle for that. We also talk about conscious leaders and the important role of meditation for leaders. He also shares how real transformation is an emotional experience which you have to live and not just understand intellectually. Hi Francesco, welcome to the Choosing Leadership podcast. Hi Sumit, thanks for inviting me to talk with you. It's a pleasure to have you here. And to begin with for our listeners, can you start by sharing a little bit of who you are and what do you do? I run a VC that's called Grow Venture Partners in Barcelona. We focus on tech transfer. We like to work on helping scientists transition from academia to entrepreneurs, which is quite funny. And we have a purpose, and that's also why the name is the name of the company, no? of shaping better founders and with them create wealth and jobs with a positive impact in our world. No? For us, purpose is very important. As purpose is very important, we put purpose on our website and service is also very important. So we have to want to have a mentality of service. There's a manifesto on the website explaining who we serve. And that's what I do now. For education, I'm an engineer. I studied in two schools in Barcelona and in Paris. And later I studied law, which is quite strange. It's what I did. And I've been most of my life in general management. Yeah, when I was 27, I was already managing a company a subsidiary of a big group, a broker group in Spain, which are the leaders in sanitary world worldwide. I was in Antwerp, as I explained to you, I was running a subsidiary in the Benelux. And from them, I moved to a startup in the 2000s, where, uh, so I lived the, the, the dot-com crash <laughs> of the year 2000. It was quite funny. And yeah, and then I fell in love with startups and I decided to be involved with startups in different ways. And that's what I do. So uh, then coming back to the name of our company, it's because that's what I enjoy. So if you saw my LinkedIn, I really enjoy seeing people grow. Now, so when you start, we do a lot of incubation and acceleration programs, pre-investment so that we give to the to society even before investing. And, and it's very rewardful not to see how people change, how they clarify, how they grow how they make this transition from academia to, to entrepreneurs. Yeah, and that's really what motivates me. And then also, of course, seeing the companies grow, it's also very nice. So that's what we, that's why we do what we do. So yeah, that's a little bit my story. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what really intrigued me about reading your LinkedIn profile. So you spoke about, first of all, your life has been about change. 
And then you spoke about like from academia, from being scientists to entrepreneurs, which is itself a big change. And then you spoke about purpose, right? And all of these elements are like elements of leadership. Purpose is something which we talk about often, but change is by definition that what leaders have to do. So can you share a bit more about the role of good leaders and leadership in the success or the failure of a startup? Think. Leaders have to be able to have a clear purpose, a deep motivation for what they do. So there's something I didn't say. So I wrote a book some time ago, which is called Meaningful Entrepreneurship. And it's, it comes from a, there's a book from Viktor Frankl, you know, with Manchester yeah. for Meaning. And I think there's this need for meaning in every person, and it's not separated from entrepreneurship. So. The first thing that the leader should do is, is to have to do something that's meaningful to him and then being able to transmit this meaningfulness and purpose to the people with whom his, he or she are, uh, is working. Now. So that this purpose, this something meaningful is something that becomes something that integrates, you not know, the, the the concepts of conscious capitalism, so that everybody, all stakeholders are around this purpose, which is meaningful to them. So I think that's the most relevant thing someone has to be able to do. And to, for doing this, you have to do some things. So you have to be able to listen. You have to be able to lead, to, to bring people together to this idea, to let those that can do things better than you do it. Yeah, well, these are the things. Yeah. And, and my experience, so that's why I wrote this book. So when people have this sense of meaningfulness on what they are doing, there are some things which are very much correlated to success of a mm -hmm. startup that happen. So when you're doing something that's meaningful and you have go through difficulties and problems and I think no startup has not gone through problems or difficulties. As you are doing something that's meaningful, you have a resilience that those that are just there for the money don't have. And, and that's very, I think this is very much correlated to success. On the other hand, if you are doing something that's meaningful to your life, you have a kind of obsession. So your brain is thinking and thinking on this issue much more than those that are there just for the money. So probably your ideas, your solutions are better than the others. And then there is this light also, something shining on these people that will make you able to resemble other people around you. So what we were explaining before. Yeah, these are the things that are, are important around this yeah. of meaning. Yeah. So you spoke about listening, right? So how do you listen that whether an entrepreneur is driven by purpose or whether that person is driven by like just material success or proving himself? Uh, and then how do you guide them in that process? Yeah. So one of the first questions we ask people is, why are you doing this? Even when just trying to help people. So it's, and then the, well, it's also not in, I think it's a sinner or not that I start with why, but it's the why, the why is very important. And, and people normally give you 
you see it clearly with the answer. It's difficult to prepare a why that's, well, you could prepare it maybe, or you could ask ChatGPT for a good why, but it's difficult. Uh, and uh, yeah, first I ask for why. And then when we invest, especially if we are leading, sometimes we are, if we are alone, that's clear. And if we are leading, that's something that we ask people is try to write the purpose of the company. So write down the purpose and let's talk about the purpose. And then again, why people, <laughs> the purpose should be something, there's a truth there, no? If there's not something authentic there, something's missing. Yeah. And yet that's also a way that we try to help them. And it's very helpful because when you have difficult, so it happened to me being in a board of directors. Well, they had a capital increase. One of the shareholders was against this new partner or shareholder or investor, and some were in favor. And then it came to the purpose. Okay, so, and I asked the founders, why are we here? Why have you created this company? So, and then said, okay, we have to choose the investor that will help us better achieve our purpose. And it clarified, it's a meeting that was a board that was, but board meeting that was quite difficult, it solved the issue, finally. And we reached an agreement. So, yeah, I think putting in writing your purpose is very important. On our case, for example, we went a step farther. I took a, sometimes I like to take a weekend in silence. That's not something I'm doing this, but I've done it in the past. Well, I'm doing it sometimes in some incubation or acceleration programs. We insert two meditations on the program. And now what I'm explaining is quite strange, at least for spring, but that's the way we approach it. And in the past, I've run some incubation programs in which we, it was at the very beginning, people leaving university that they wanted to create a company, very young people. And then one of the things we were doing is apart from start approaching them on some business issues, of course, that's the, I thought this was the most important thing. Then we taught them to meditate and we helped them going through the, this process in, in my book of you know, meaningful entrepreneurship, trying to find out what's meaningful for you. And we used to bring them one weekend in silence in our retreat house. People really found things at those at those moments. Even they pivoted ideas or and in my case, when it was clear that we were that we will be able to launch our VC, I said, okay, I'm going one weekend, retreat, silence, just think how we should do things. And then I wrote the manifesto on how we should do things in our fund. And it's something that any partner Anyone joining the company has to sign. So I probably, at, sometimes I read the manifesto and say, okay, maybe we are not doing, we are not at the level that we said we should be. Mm -hmm. At least I know we are not there and that we should improve. Yeah. So it's a kind of guidance. That's something I think it's also good to do, mm -hmm. that we don't force people to do these kind of things. Thank you for sharing that because even in my work today, as a leadership coach, I do include a lot of retreats, silence and meditation 
And yet at the same time, like even in my background, I, I founded, a, I have founded a couple of startups. I have been an engineer. There was a time when I saw meditation or any kind of silence as a waste of time. And there, in the startup world also, there is this notion of hustle culture, right? Of working continuously, being on all the time. So do you face that like difference in mentality and views? And how do you get, how do you get a founder to see the value in meditation when their mind is like on all the different things that they want to do, create or fix? Yeah. When we have the possibility of doing this in this incubation, they just found it. So it's very funny. In this incubation program, it was an experimental one that we were training them in meditation, then putting them a coach. Mm. to find the meaning of uh, some, if the company was meaningful to them it was very funny because I was doing the business side and somebody else was doing the meditation and meaningfulness side and it was quite frustrating for me well it was very good but frustrating I said oh no the best side the best is the meditation side so and I think these people they do meditate nowadays mm. In some programs that we don't have so much time and we just have to make an introduction, we normally do two exercises of meditation, just one hour, a guided meditations. Sometimes we do one on failure because I think it's important when you are starting up a company to be prepared for failure. Another one we do is, we call it entrepreneurship with love or something like this. It looks for gratitude. So there are a lot of things you have to be thankful. And that's the, this one is the most important. Eh? And it has an impact. And we do this meditation so that people, startups go up and down and you have difficult moments. And a lot of times you see it, normally the bottle is in, is in the middle, no? but sometimes you do it full, you see it full, sometimes empty. Normal, most of the time it's hard. <laughs> but... Well, starting up has these, these things, no? And, but when you see the bottle empty and it's, you're going through difficult moments as an entrepreneur, I think it's good to think back and see how, for how many things you should be thankful for your parents, for the play, the country in which you are living, for your education, for the people that are trusting you. So there are a lot, so many things you have to thank and then you change your mind. Thankfulness, I think it's also something living with a thankfulness service and thankfulness mentality. It's also important for a leader, for gratitude and before. So we do this exercise and then maybe 20% of people think, oh, that's good. Then I'll look for podcasts or things that can help me meditate. And then later they explain, okay, it's helping me on my journey to go quiet and to take some distance on the problems. So it's, I think it's especially important for a startup having time to take distance and see the problems. Yeah. Yeah. Carefully and silence, not mm-hmm. things move so quickly that you don't realize what you have to do. You are just immersed in a, yeah, but that's something I always say that it's very, running is very important, but if there's a fire, better think if you are going to the fire away from the fire as entrepreneurs sometimes we don't think about whether we are going there against the fire or just flying on the fire yeah 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 i think that's a good metaphor 
And I also love that you laughed, right? So I think humor is also something which is so much important and the gratitude yeah. and then stopping silence can allow that to happen rather than make the journey very stressful or more heavy than it should be or it needs to be. So thank you for sharing that. And in fact, thank you for doing the work that you do. I think as a VC, I think that's quite unique, right? We are not talking about numbers or projections or product market fit. We're talking about almost like spirituality and meditation and gratitude and all of these things which we can practice, right? So not just things which which are like out out in the space, but we can practice. We can do something about it. So very practical things. So thank you for mm -hmm. setting that setting that example. Can you share now a bit about your own purpose, right? Since you spoke about that, what is your purpose? What are the kind of companies that you like are investing in? And what do you want to achieve in the world through your work today? In fact, we invest in any kind of companies that so come out from tech transfer. We mainly were mainly focused in, in three verticals. One is deep tech, we do quantum, we do photonics, we do hardware, IoT, this, well, anything, uh, artificial intelligence, so anything that you can put in the box of deep tech. Then we do sustainability, energy, circular economy, well, these kind of things. And then we do med tech. Okay. But what we look for, so uh, this is what, in what, from a material point of view, there's impact investing. And, and I always say that impact investing is impact investing by object. I mean, so you are investing in companies that theoretically will change the world. For, there's one question here on top. It's the theory of change of what you are doing. If by investing in these kind of companies, they have more chances of succeeding or not. And that's a good question. And, but I leave this for those that do impact investment by object. No? We would like to do impact investment by subject. Doing the impact investment by subject, I mean, we do impact investment by focusing on founders. Mm -hmm. So we try to... And so we invest, we have to give a return to our investors, but if possible, in the way we act, in the way we interact with founders, in the way we interact with the other VCs in, in the same cap table, we try to make these founders grow in mm. two senses, from a professional and personal perspective. So if we can have more conscious leaders, people that care more about our society, about the wellness of people, and that do things that are meaningful. Again, I come back to meaningful <laughs> and purpose because there's something behind this. Well, apart from that, this is correlated to the company being successful and the company being successful is correlated to the returns of our fund and then to returns of our investors. That's an hypothesis now that we are making is that when people are doing some things that are meaningful and purposeful for them and for others, they are in some kind making something that makes a better world. It's very difficult that someone is doing something that's not better for the world, but it's meaningful and purposeful for him. That's yeah. very difficult. On the same time, if you are helping people do things which are meaningful to them, these kind of people 
their life is more meaningful. So they themselves are more, I don't know what be the word, but more integrated. They are happier. They have healthier relationships with others because they are good. If you are good, if you are okay with yourself, you will have a good relationship with others. If you have problems inside, then you will have problems in your relationships. Well, not everything is 100%, but there are strong probabilities that this is what's happening, no? So if we can get this kind of focus on people and help them have this kind of focuses and this perspective, we are creating companies which will make a better world, even if not doing impact investment by object, but by subject. And people that have, will, and then we are trying to create or leaders mm-hmm. in our society that will work for good. Yeah. So that's kind of our purpose. And that's why the purpose of the fund is shape better founders. And with them, no, it's also important that we have an impact on society so that we create jobs and wealth. We do not want to speculate. So we want to create companies that have a real impact on the job creation, on the wealth, on the cool of the society. That's our way of contributing to the society. Then there are some other things we want to do. We have not yet implemented this, is helping people to give. So there are some problems in our society that we can solve with companies, that we can solve by creating jobs, by creating wealth. There are some problems which we cannot solve, like, for example, people sleeping in the street. It's very difficult. So you have to give some money away uh, so that these people can take care. First, you have to transform these people living in the street so to be able to give them a job. No, it's not just giving them money. So, and you have to dedicate some resources. It's not that you, well, as you create more jobs, this is things, or people that, I don't know, are living in a, in a refugee camp. You have to help them eat and drink. If we create a lot of jobs here in Spain, people now in Sudan are not going to be any better. No? So, well, yeah. this, we want to create also this mentality on people, if possible. And, mm. and that's a decision of everyone. But, but we have to create the circumstances and the framework so that this is possible. For example, now we are, something we are working on but on our shareholders agreement now, we added a clause now recently so that founders can give away a certain percentage of their equity for charity without any preemptive rights. So because we have to block this because otherwise another investor that's not so, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't have the same mentality or another founder could exercise uh, his or preemptive mm-hmm. rights. No? So, well, that's something. So you also have to create a framework where these things can happen. And then it's up to any, it's, it's the founder's decision. And you have to know yourself and follow your own goals, no? mm-hmm. where you are called. It's not, it's not our job to tell people what they have to do. Yeah. Just create the framework, lead by example these kind of things. Yes. And I think you are leading by example by doing that. So thank you for 
sharing your vision, sharing your purpose, and also very practically how you add frameworks or how do you make it like into a legal format that it is enforceable or it, it continues to have an impact, right? And somebody doesn't just takes out that element. So thank you for doing what you're doing. I think that's quite unique. I'm going to personally buy and read your book. I hope it's in English and probably also suggest like to, to many entrepreneurs that, uh, that I work with and talk to on a regular basis. It's my book is a book of exercises. It's not my, very much for reading. Eh? So the other day, someone called okay, but the book said, first I told him, don't buy my book. Very bad author. <laughs> then he explained, okay, but then in a moment I said, okay, if you take two weeks, every two pages or per chapter, then you can read my book. Mm. Otherwise you'll get nothing. It's a book of exercises. It's just 20 pages. You can read it in two hours and it will change nothing in your life. And you can read it in four months and probably it will make some changes in your life. But you have to have time and, yeah. and the willingness and, the, uh, and be in the right moment in your life for doing this. I, I love it, right? And I think maybe one of the paradoxes with time is that sometimes to speed up, you have to slow down. I think that's the message which I was able to hear when you say take two pages and then spend two weeks and also doing, right? Reading or intellectually understanding something is very different than doing it. So I think that's again very practical at making me more curious and intrigued as you as you talk about that. And real transformations are also emotional. Yes, absolutely. So you have to live them. It's not just, yeah. okay, I tell you that you have to go there or do this. That's something I learned very quickly. So before being in venture capital and advising startups, I started to do some part-time general management. It was a disaster. And then I realized that you have to get people get the right answers. So the, our way of contributing to companies is making people the right questions so that they find the right answers and then take the right decisions. Yeah. It's not telling them you should go to the right or to the left and do this or do that because that's not lasting. So you lift the door and then it's, but when people realize that's what they have to do, then they do it. And that's also something very important, I think, for a leader to be able yeah. to, that people come to the point where they, and then to accept, as I explained to you, almost all my life I've been the boss. So yeah. then for a certain time, well, now I'm not the boss. I'm just an investor in companies and I have to accept what founders want to do. And I, so, and then before I was a consultant to startups, and then I had to accept that they don't do my advice, that they don't follow my advice. And, but I was used to decide what has to be done and do it. So then I had to go through a spiritual journey to get rid of this thing, no? then I have to accept that other people don't see things the same way I see them. And exactly. they do things in another way, which may be right or wrong. A lot of times mm -hmm. they are right by not yeah. following my advice. Some other times they are wrong and they just crash. And then you have to accept it. Yeah. Just follow there, be thankful have a lot of sense of humor and that I try to pick up them and try to help them to correct the mistake. Yes. But that's life. That's also life as an investor. We are not, we are not a private equity that owns the company. We, 
own small shares. And we have to just help and advise and sometimes pray <laughs> and then find people. Yeah. So when investing, you have to find people that there's a good chemistry. Yeah. That, that you think you can add them value and they will mm -hmm. listen to you and you will listen to them and that you have a symphony of values. Yeah. That's also something very relevant because otherwise yes. you'll have problems. And my experience is that when you have problems at the entry, for sure you are going to have bigger problems at the exit. So that's very relevant. Thank you. And, and I think in our job is also very important to explain your points of view. Yeah. So why you are doing this? So why is this close here in this circular agreement that you may think that it's so harmful to you? Mm -hmm. not, I'm not putting this because it's harmful to you. I'm, we are putting this close in this shareholders again, because that's on the interest of everybody. And yeah. I have to explain it. I, I spend a lot of time explaining these kind of things. And I know if I'm, no, I think I'm normally successful. And I, someone doesn't really understand it's a problem. It's a big problem. We cannot enter things by force. It's going to, um, to come back against us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing like this wide spectrum of like a look at the entrepreneurship or leadership, like even with your lens as an investor and many of the things which you mentioned are so, so relevant, right? That you cannot force things unless uh, people want to change. You cannot force change. I think we talk about change, but we cannot force it. I think that's a paradox, right? And the more we try to force it, the more defensive people get. That's one thing. And the second mm -hmm. thing which you mentioned is about like being self-aware and looking inside rather than saying, what is the problem outside? How can I grow and look and evolve from the inside and how that will help me grow on the outside, right? So it's so aligned with my own views on leadership. So thank you for sharing that. And more importantly, thank you for doing what you do. Like we can continue to talk about this forever, but we also have to be mindful of time. Like before I end, any startup founder, any leader who is listening to this, either they might have questions about what we are discussing here, or they might want to reach out to you for a potential investment or something. So what is the best way to reach out to you, find out more about? The best way probably is contacting me through LinkedIn. Then one thing people should, if they are thinking us about an investor, they should bear in mind that we can only invest for the moment in, in spin-offs from universities and research centers and that we do precede. So that if people, when people contact me the first person and say, do you have a tech transfer agreement with the university or research? Center. If the answer is no, we cannot invest. So if they want to contact me because they want to talk, okay, then it's nice. But if they want to contact me because they want us to invest, it's absolutely impossible that we invest in them unless they are in these circumstances. Then we mainly invest in Spain. We can invest outside from Spain, but it's, it's quite rare. We are probably going to do an investment now in a company that's half Norwegian, half Spanish. We are looking to some things, but they are very special. They are, these are companies where we can add a lot of value for example, companies in photonics or in, in quantum, or you have something related to energy, which is very relevant to us, then we could, and it's a, in a very early stage. That's something we could also have a look. Thank you, Francisco, for sharing everything that you shared. And I want to wish you all the best for 
everything that is ahead for you, for your purpose and for creating the world that you described to us today. Thanks for letting me share my views and let's see if we can make a better world altogether. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning pride and satisfaction. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. If you like the sound of it, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs ups, ratings and reviews mean a lot to me and my team. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit and until next time, keep choosing leadership.